You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. To hear the rest of this week's show, exclusive episodes, and more, subscribe today at patreon.com slash crspodcast or clockradiospeakers.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of 2022. Happy New Year to all of our listeners, our subscribers, our Patreon community. Uh, thank you guys for who this is entering into the 11th year of CRS. Something uh, like that. I mean, it depends on when you start CRS. The first episode yeah. was at the end of 2010. So we're kind of I'm, I'm starting on the first episode. Yeah. So 12 years into this thing. Incredible. Uh, you know, uh, the infamous uh, Puff Daddy said can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh. So we will continue to trudge on. Uh, my name is Armand Wake Up. You can follow me on all social media at Armand Wake Up. A-R-M-O-N-D Wake Up, all one word. More important than that, please, please, please follow the official Clock Radio Speakers Twitter handle, which is at CRS Podcast. We're also on Instagram uh, with the same name. We're on Facebook, but we really don't use it. Uh, but ClockRadioSpeakers.com. No longer powered by Tumblr, but you can get all previous 400 some odd episodes there. Uh, that's the best way to connect with us. And... Um, Doc is in the building, of course. Doc, what's up, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. It's funny you're talking about the old episodes because we had uh, one of our one of our Patreon subscribers, Charles, uh, hit us up and say, hey, you know the back catalog's a little weird. Shout out to Charles, man. That's my guy. And what you, Yeah, what, what was up with I saw that message, but I didn't really understand it. <sighs> so at some point, and I don't know which transition it was, because we've done two different platform hops. Mm-hmm. We had the original, then we went to SoundCloud, then we went to Simplecast, where we've been for like five years now, five and a half years. Um, okay. Yep. W- during one of those transitions, a couple things got, so s- s- the older episodes are out of order, which is tedious okay. to fix, but whatever. Everything before episode 108 has the wrong date, which contributes to it to being out of order. Okay. And then on top of that, and this is the biggest problem. There are, there were probably 15 to 20 episodes where they were like the entire audio, like the entire episode when it got moved over, like it got cut off early. So we had Mm. all sorts of random old episodes that were like eight minutes long. Wow. So (laughs) I I have an old Mac mini from like 2012 that was serving as like a home server occasionally. And then basically it was almost like, like sort of offline storage. I had like old, old stuff on there. Yeah. And I turn it on basically when I need it, grab stuff and turn it back off again. Well, mm-hmm. we had a pow- we had some power issues uh, back in November and I hadn't yep. tried to turn it on since then. So I go to turn it on because I know oh. that's where the, the episodes are. Oh. And uh, it's not turned on. So it got fried during the power issue. Wow. And I was like, <sighs> all right. The good news is I use Backblaze to back everything up. Like it's like a little, it's like, I think five bucks per month per computer and it's unlimited. I've I've used it for a long time and it's amazing because like every file on any, all of my computers is all backed up in the cloud. Okay. And I can go grab it. So I started grabbing, I was like, well, let me go grab all the old episodes because I didn't have them all in one spot. I was like, let me get them all in one spot. So I grabbed them all in one spot and there was all sorts of stuff in those uh, folders and all sorts of other stuff. And 
you know, like the original like working files for three day weekend was in there, all sorts of old stuff. Oh Jesus. I know. Okay. So but anyway, so I I downloaded that and that took a long time. And then I was like, man, so what Backblaze will do for you, and this is crazy. Not only can you download your old stuff, but if you have a lot of stuff, they'll you have to pay up front for the drive, but they'll send you a hard drive. Oh, really? With all your stuff on it, up to eight terabytes worth. Wow. And um I hope I did I grab it all? I hope the drive. Yeah, I think I yeah up to eight terabytes worth, and um, then you have to pay for return shipping, but then they give you the the cost of the drive back, which you know as opposed to me trying to download, I don't know, it's like eight hundred gigs a terabyte worth of stuff combined on, on this old Mac Mini of mine. I'm not trying to download that, right? I'm gonna burn through my date. Like no, 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 we're not. So um, I've got that coming, and then I was like, oh well. My external drive that I use to store a lot of my stuff, it's only a 500 gig SSD. I was like, I guess it's time to upgrade that. So anyway, I've got all the episodes in one place. The good news is like what I have talked before about like my old archives and stuff is will now actually eventually probably by the next couple of weeks, all be in one central place, which will be great. Okay. Um, But basically I've been going through back to the thing about the podcast. I've been going through and I think I got all the episodes fixed in terms of the ones that were cut off. I think. Okay. But now I'm going through and I'm fixing the dates <laughs> because if you go through our back catalog there, and if you try to like listen to the show in chronological order, first of all, God bless you. Because if you count all the different side A's and side B's, we've done well over 600 episodes. Yes. So God bless you for doing that, but they're not in order and it's kind of weird. So that is also a project of mine right now is to fix all of that. And at the same time, I'm able to, because you remember we used to have the partnership with Fourth with Fourth District. Yep. So some of the old episodes have that for cover art. So I'm fixing that as well. It's just a whole. I'm basically I'm cleaning up the archives. Man, it's time though. It is, you know, it's, new uh, new year, new us. No. Um. Yes. It, it's time. Um. <laughs> it's weird now because you know if um if you're not a Patreon subscriber, then the new like back. Like if you look recently in the back catalog, you're like, man, episodes are missing. But as yeah. obviously Patreon subscribers, no, no, they're not missing. They're just on Patreon exclusively. So, but even still, like the old pack, man, I went and listened to some of those episodes because I wanted to make sure, like, is this working or is this not working? We've come a long way. <laughs> um, yes, we a have. A lot of background hiss. <laughs> yeah. You just bad mic, bad mics. Bad mics. Um, yeah, the which setup, is ironic. setup wasn't right. Mic this week, was, my, my mic this week might might be bad because I'm kind of sitting weird due to my weird back right now. But um, oh yeah, it's all good. You you sound you sound fine on this okay, side. Good, so good. We'll make oh, we'll make it work. Fine. But yeah, no, it's like all echoey and there's like background noise and all sorts of crazy stuff. But man, we got a lot of. It was funny. Like we did a three part Kanye West retro before Jesus came out. Jesus. But I also think that might have been because we were long. We were really long winded back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know we did a, a, a we, we did a 47 minute pre-show th- th- this week i'm pretty sure we're still we did we were pretty long-winded still but no we were yeah, we, we were we were very long-winded we'll start but like what i mean by long-winded is we'll talk about you know we would talk about one song for 20 minutes we would talk about runaway for 25 minutes I, you know for some people they're like yeah <laughs> yeah for some people they they love that yeah they love that yeah, that's now been a that's now a thing now or like like deep dives I've noticed like deep dives on music uh yeah. is now like a thing with you know with podcasts. For sure. For like, sure. Oh, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> a little late to the party, but that's fine. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. It's so, anyway, uh, if you've ever been curious about the back catalog, uh, it is being fixed up. So, by all means, I uh, go and listen to it. I was just going to say, I was tempted for a second to be like, should I fix all of the audio issues? I was like, nope. Nope. No. Nope. Leave it as is. Nope. 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 You'll be doing that for another year. Yep. That might have been like a quarantine project. Yeah. But not now. No, not now. Yeah. Not now. Nah, man. It's over. It's over. It's fine. It's fine. It's, I mean, just even 2010, like the technology was different. You know what I'm I saying? mean, like, right. We were, you know, 2010, you know, there was no streaming. <laughs> there was no streaming. Right. We were still, yeah. Yeah. We were still in the Wild West. All right, man. Are we ready to talk about 2021? Yes. Where's the uh, Where's the Mass Skills instrumental? What beat did he use for this year? What did he use? I have no idea. It's probably an actual song now because he got hip and started like producing oh, records. Oh, sure. Again. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what you should do. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, it's not on. It's not on streaming. Okay. I don't want to hear it. I'm gonna listen to it for like two <laughs> seconds. Hold up. <laughs> oh, it's man. encore. I think. Yeah. Oh, you put it on his Instagram? Okay. It's on YouTube. Okay. It's got 46,000 views. Okay. Yeah, pe- you know. pe- people. Is this a... Wait, hold on. Am I getting a... Oh. All right. <laughs> you made it three seconds. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. How long is the song? Like six minutes. <sighs> mm I'm sure there's beat switches, knowing skills. Mm. You're not rapping over. You're not rapping over encore for six minutes straight. <laughs> that's not a. That's not a. That's not a rapidy rap beat at all. Anyway, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about the year. Where Where do you want to start? How do you want to do this? So I think we actually have enough albums to have a a conversation about like our 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 favorite albums of the year. Dog, right? I got. I have. I have honorable mentions. That's interesting. It is a really good year for albums. I have nine. Okay. And then I have some that could have maybe, maybe, but I've, you know, you know me, I have tiers. And so I have to, I need to have conversations with you within those tiers, I think. Okay. Okay. But I'm close. I'm close. I think there are just generally like some themes of the year we can talk about. We can talk about, there's just, honestly, there's fun moments from the year. You know what I mean? For sure. And, and, you know, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta eat some crow, man. Okay. I yeah. Was, yeah. I was real skeptical about verses. Okay. Assuming, foolishly, that we'd be done with COVID, and think <laughs> and thinking, because you know the early, earlier in the year, where verses was at, you know, they were in a little bit of a low. For sure. And so I'm like, you know, they've sort of run their course. No one else wants to do this. People um, going outside. It became more right. about novelty acts than right. than like current artists. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the locks, the locks, dips at versus obviously sticks out, but even beyond that, right. They figured out how to pair up, frankly, artists that appeal to our generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and kind of dominate the, the conversation for a little while, which, you know, maybe doesn't, you know, for every business that doesn't make a lot of sense, but they got their payday from Triller. For sure. So what Triller wants to do is drive people to Triller. And so Triller. <laughs> and so, you know, having 
having a business model that's actually like, no, 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 we're trying to get hype and we're trying to drive people to talk about it. That actually works. Like, I think if they were, if, if their business model ended up being, oh, we want to take this on the road and sell concert tickets. And that's how we're going to sure. make our money. Mm-hmm. That's a very different approach. Yeah. But, you know, instead they proved me wrong and they all haven't been amazing or perfect. Yeah. But I mean, I think it goes without saying, man, that lockstep set versus is one of the like best moments in hip hop of the year. It's, it's for me, it's the hip hop moment of the year. The entire, not just the Jada Kiss verse, because no. it is everything that encompasses hip hop. It is everything that I believe hip hop to be at its purest and its best. It has everything from battles to, sped up soul samples to almost fights to <laughs> yeah to, it's got fashion it's got you know just just cultural cues. Yeah, it was culture man it literally has everything you could want like it's not the bar it's just i think in hindsight it's probably going to be looked as the best one um i don't know what else to say you know what i'm yeah. saying like it was just it was just a beautiful, it was a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful, I'm actually trying to look and get a list of which ones happened in 2021. That's a good question. Um, because I have a site that has them in order, but they don't uh, have dates. Yeah, I, uh, actually, our good friend at uh, Wikipedia does. Okay, so. Oh, of course they do. They started season two um, with Jeezy and Gucci, but that was back last year. So. Yeah, that was last year. This yeah. year. They had Ashanti and Keisha Cole. Yeah, they had E40 and Too Short right at the end of the year, which was also great. Um, uh, they did the D'Angelo and Friends concert. Let me say, Ashanti and Keisha Cole was trash. Yeah. Keisha was late, and then she just she didn't have the the right attitude for it. It was whack. D'Angelo and Friends was whack. Raekwon and Ghostface, nobody really paid it. Nobody really like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it, know why I didn't care went, about that. Because we weren't ready for the collaborative one yet. You know, everything up to that point had been antagonistic. I mean, but E40 and Too Short is collaborative. That one, um, kind of, I mean, that one, I think Gladys Knight really and Patty liked, but LaBelle was collaborative. Like that but, was celebratory too, you know? I think this, I think, but I think celebratory and collaborative. I think the yeah, first, I think that's fair. the first celebration I would say that I'm looking. So the first celebration that worked to me, the early one was probably T-Pain and Lil John, but I think the first one that worked was Erica Badu and Jill Scott and then Bounty Killer and Beanie Man. Those are the three when I think of like which ones were more collaborative, especially Erica Badu and Jill Scott, because people were so used to the aggression. That was coming off of Teddy Riley and Babyface, where there was mm. so much passive aggression. <laughs> Erica Badu and Jill Scott two women sitting down, two black women sitting down and they are just complimenting each other. I love that song. That's so great. They're, they're not talking aggressive to each other. They have a very calm tone. Like yeah. that changed the course of, you know, the verses, um, you know, Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. I think something had just happened right after that. I think somebody yeah. had just been murdered or something. Um, and then DMX and Snoop Dogg, I think, we didn't know, of course, we didn't know what we were watching in the right, moment. Right. But we were literally watching us give DMX his flowers, which was also a beautiful thing. But I think I'm with you to like, D'Angelo and Friends was such a sharp left, sharp left that right. we didn't want. We wanted D'Angelo to actually battle somebody. Yeah. And I think also 
Raekwon and Ghost were like, I mean, E40 and Too Short, of course, there's the Bay Area, but like Raekwon and Ghost are still like this Wu-Tang. Like why y'all are yeah. together? Yeah, why yeah, is this, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was before it became like a, a real concert, right? Which you start to see with um, like Red and Meth. Um, mm-hmm. And... <laughs> The less, uh, Earth, the, Wind, and Fire and the Ozzy Brothers was a real concert too. It was. I yeah. think the less said about Swizz and Tim, their rematch, the better. They they were doing too much. They did too much. I didn't even watch it. I didn't watch most of it. I kind of tuned in and out, but it was doing too much. Too many too many white pants. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Locks and Dipset, Ja Rule and Fat Joe, KRS and Big Daddy Kane. Mm-hmm. You know, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy. Bow Wow and Soldier Boy was great. It just that's when that was the other thing that the locks, the locks and Dipset kind of like took it there. But honestly, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy is the first like one that felt like wrestling. Mm. Like with Soldier Boy was on ten the whole time, and Bow Wow was like matching his energy. Swiss and, and Tim tried to do a little bit of that, but it was so fake. It was it was fake. You need, a, you need a little bit, as you, I mean, you're the, you're, the, you're the wrestling expert. You need a little bit of believable Absolutely. backstory to like, yeah, the, I could see how these two, you know what I mean? There's got to be a little bit of like professional. I mean, like, Ja Rule really, <laughs> Ja Rule was really trying to like put, put Fat Joe over at some point, he, you know? Yeah, he was, they were, that was even kind of, because Bow Wow and Soulja Boy had, had beef at one point. So like, there's still that, you know, are they or aren't they? You know, um, even Lops, the locks and dipset, like there was the, <laughs> you know, when he uh, kicked his, you know, kicked his foot or whatever, or something happened and they end up kind of like almost getting into it in the corner. And then it became, yeah, Fat Joe and Ja Rule was like, okay, we saw what locks and dipset, right. let's do that. Let's do it was that. like, nah, no, at this point it was like, in that the celebration was also there because you have, you had ones like Keep Sweat and Bobby Brown that were like celebratory where one person is coming to celebrate. Bobby Brown came to celebrate. Keith Sweat came to battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so there was enough gray area there where they, Fat Joe and Ja Rule kind of could have just like, I forgot about Karis one and Big Daddy Kane. That one was good. That was good too. That was good. That was good too. And then it just ended on a, 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 a down note. Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills wasn't good because Shaka was drunk. And Bone Thugs and 3-6 wasn't as good in the moment, but it had it was a representation of an aspect of hip hop, the aggression of hip hop. Like fighting, fighting is part of hip hop. It is. How many clubs and bars have you been to where a song a song comes on from one of these two artists and people start fighting? It's part of the culture, whether you like it or not. Um, but they end it there. Where where does verses go from here? I mean, they have any number of ways they could go. Um, there are, they can sort of widen out from, they don't have been, they haven't been only rap, obviously, but they focus pretty heavily on rap, right? And they've done some legendary R&B, but they still have a lot of like, cla- like both classic for like our parents' generation R&B, but yeah. also for our generation. You know, they did SWV and, and, and Escape. They did mm-hmm. uh, Keith Sweat and Bobby Brown, but like, you know, I don't know. Could they get TLC? Could they get, you yeah. know, I, there's other like, cause you know, that late nineties R&B, like there's a whole lot going on. Yes. They still haven't done boys to men. Right. 
I still haven't done Drew Hill. Still Jodeci. haven't done Jodeci. Yeah. Who is? Would yep. you do Jodeci and Drew Hill? They're yeah, not, I would do Jodeci and Drew Hill. They're not really contemporaries, though. By the time that Jodeci becomes Casey and JoJo, that's when Drew Hill right. takes off. Right, right. But they've got enough records yeah. uh, together to where um, it could kind of be, not necessarily split, but Casey and JoJo can do their solo records and Cisco can do his solo records. What takes Jodeci over the top is if uh, Devante starts doing I Produce This. Or also, I mean, also they've just got, you know, um, like the, I did the, like if they, they can play how you want it, right? They can go, right. they can exactly. go to, to, to sort of different places. Absolutely. That Drew Hill can't, you don't really see, Drew Hill really didn't do a whole lot of hooks. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't the guys that you would go and get a hook for. Now I think about it. Whereas Casey and Jojo and Jodeci were definitely the guys you would go and get hooks for. Do boys, does boys to men have 20 records? No. Their 10 is going to crush Drew, everybody. Yes. But I don't even think Drew Hill has 20 records. Between. Between yeah. adding in Cisco. Yeah. They probably got like it's 11 gonna be, or, It's going to be close. Yeah. It's going to be. Yeah. The, yeah. The, boy, the boys to men's 10 to 15 is going to be uh, everybody clear out. Yeah. Basically, you're not beating yep. it. Yep. I mean, just off of Cooley High and two alone. Yep. You know, yep. they could you get guess. 10 to 15 records just off there. Yep. Yep. And they've got spare, you know, little one-off soundtracks, even records off, you know, Evolution. Like, they're, they've got enough to... Christmas record, they can do Let It Snow. Like, it'll get there, but... Yeah. They've got a lot of... Re- like, I feel like Boys to Men will be one of those groups that, like, they will they will think higher of their discography than other people will. Uh-huh. Or they'll try to play new stuff. <laughs> like, we don't want to hear that. Where's where's uh where's please don't go? Where's Motown Philly? Where's yeah, they're gonna I'll make play, love to you. They're gonna play all that, don't worry. Of course they will. Yeah, of course yeah. they will. So um Where else do they go? Um yeah, I mean produ- I think, Oh go ahead. I think produce I think producers they got it they gotta tap into producers. I think I think the I think the other this goes with producers for sure, but I think also like figuring a way to get someone who's more relevant recently is yes. a polite way to put that. Because there's still a lot there are still and you and I have talked about it extensively, some classic combos that they could put together. But they haven't even tapped into like anybody who's been on top over the last 10 years. You know? You know, and and Wayne showing up during the the Bone and 3-6 was a sign of good faith to me. Um, I think Mike Will was, is an obvious candidate. I just don't know who to pair him with. Man, they could go Metro. They Mike could Will go, and Metro would be incredible. Mike Will and Metro would be dope. In Michael Atlanta, Metro would be dope. Of course, and it got to be in Atlanta. In Atlanta, got to be a live audience because then yep. they can have guests come out, and it's going to be nuts. Because everybody lives there. It's everybody lives there. Yeah. yeah. Does, Sign- does Mike will bring out Miley? <laughs> oh man, I needed that. He I can do. <laughs> it's a. It's a. Is that a flex? That song's a hit. That song was a hit. I know, but like, you're in Atlanta. The Migos are there, Gucci's there, Jeezy's there, like OJ the Juice, like real like trap rapper, Two Chains is there, OJ the Juice Man is like all of these guys, like Atlanta royalty is there, and you bring out Miley Cyrus. And instead of does doing We Can't Stop, she does 23. Yeah, she does 23. <laughs> of course she does 23, but God no, please don't. Um, one thing that we didn't get into, Doc, and yeah. I feel like our audience will be mad at us if we didn't. Oh, for sure. Was that... You know, speaking of of Jay, 
Yeah. In this Twitter space, Jay made a very declarative claim mm. where he basically was like, yo, nobody can stand on a stage with me in a versus. Stop putting me in these categories. Basically, this, this was him saying, I'm not going to do it. What Jay did in that space, that was his versus by saying no one can stand on stage with me. Because for the next two to three days, all of the conversation was about who could stand on stage with him and do a versus. And I've never seen so many bad musical takes all being <laughs> shouted at the same time. I, um, it's, it, this is a, a parallel to the, it's not parallel. It's, it's closely related to the conversation we had about Kanye and Drake, right? Drake looks up to Kanye. Absolutely. So he's going to make different choices because of that. The truth is, I, I don't, I mean, I think Kanye could very easily go against Drake, go against Jay in a versus, but Kanye looks up to Jay and he wouldn't approach it that way and it would be it'd be all wrong. I, I slightly disagree with that simply based off of Kanye's reaction to Nori bringing it up in the Drink Champs review. I that's 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 what I mean. Like he's he he doesn't think he can do it. No, 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 no. Do you remember his response when Nori said you could do it? Kanye smiled and said, "Oh man, I never thought about that." Hmm. <laughs> he didn't say no, Jay's my big brother, I'd never do it. He started like uh, scratching his beard, rubbing his beard yeah. and and contemplating a potential. And so I think prior to that moment, I think he proves your theory correct where it's like, I'm not even going to put myself in that category. Right. But then Nori saying it and Nori saying it publicly yeah. makes him say, hmm, maybe I could do it. I think I could. Because I, I think you're right. Kanye could 100%. Jay-Z doesn't have this untouchable discography. He's the GOAT and... He has 20 records. Jay has 30 records, but so does Kanye. Oh. So does Wayne. Oh, Kanye. So does Drake. Can we, okay. Now, I'm going to acknowledge, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the biggest uh, Wayne fan, right? Mm -hmm. um, people who were like, oh, I want to see Wayne against Jay. Mm -hmm. Jay is going to wipe the floor with Wayne. He, That's not even close. He, now, I, okay. I'm not. First of all, I didn't come up on Wayne and I'm not from the South. So I have a very different point of view and I acknowledge that 100%. But it doesn't feel close to me. So let me say this. Yeah. Wayne can keep up. Wayne can't win. Wayne can't win. He can stand on the stage. It's not going to look crazy because he could pick 20. He could do 20 guest verses alone because you have to realize like for, for Wayne, I'm not saying you don't realize this, but you have to, for Wayne, Wayne is Jay. The way we revere Jay the generation under us reveres Wayne. So they're they're looking. When I was seeing people talk like, yo, what would Jay do? Like, I heard people say, what would Jay do if Wayne played something you forgot? And I was like, something you forgot? Really? That's a dope record, but against Jay? Are you serious? But, you know, I, I was talking to one of my homies about it. And basically it comes down to when Jay starts playing his monsters, his anthems, it made me question, like, does Lil Wayne have anthems i mean that's the you know we we uh we were starting to prep for it i've got a lot of prep done for it we're not done we'll do it eventually the kanye drake versus yeah. what if we're gonna it's, do it. it's a similar conversation mm. does does drake have anthems the way that kanye has anthems like and i don't mean like insanely popular no. i don't mean that i mean like if he plays this record, go back and watch the Free Hoover concert, which is why a lot of people are so upset that Drake had the set that he had. When Kanye plays, I wonder, 
right? That's not even a single. People go crazy. People went crazy. So when Jay does, I, I mean, we'll, we'll say Jigga. Yeah. Jay does Jigga, my nigga. The crowd goes nuts and sings along. Even the white people. <laughs> they might sing the loudest. This man, listen, man, Sorry. listen. Versus Wayne, where he has those records, but like how, what I will, and I'm genuinely asking, because yeah. I know we have people in our, in our, I think this is Patreon, but. Um, no, this is, this is all for everybody. Oh, this is everybody. Okay. So I'm genuinely asking for the streets. What record does Wayne play? when Jay plays a monster. I really want, I'm not even asking on some like to argue. I really want to know what like real Wayne fans consider his monsters to be. And maybe we could post that on our, on our Instagram, our Twitter, whatever. Like I'll probably post that later in the week. What are little Wayne's monsters? Here's part of the Jay problem though. Do you trust Jay to play the, first of all, what are the right 20? Man, listen, because he's going to sit there and he's going to play Holy Grail. Absolutely. Listen, man, that list Everybody laughed. Yo, Doc, you weren't the only one to DM me when I posted that list. I had about five people. And now those five people, I think four of them were people on our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were like, what? Holy grail. Like, oh, yeah. And Jay would do it. He would, he, he's, I don't trust Jay to pick the right 20. But I do trust Young Guru to push back. Mm. He does have the right people in his corner, but ultimately it's Jay's call. Right. Like we're going to get a little too, you know, we're like, like, first of all, it's not a question of, are you getting a Beyonce record? It's how many. And frankly, I don't think is if you're thinking like really, truly the 20 best Kanye's uh, 20 best uh, J records, there's not a Beyonce record in the top 20, but not he's going to play. Mean, absolutely. I, he's going to play uh, Empire State of Mind and he shouldn't go anywhere near that record. One, but he's going to play hundred percent. He's going to play it. So He's, do you think you that, th- would he play show me what you got? No, no, but he, he, but in the, okay. So in the conversation on the Twitter space, he yeah. said, what's going to happen. Or he said, no one could even stand next to Grammy family. And he was like, I've never performed that live, which I think is not true. Cause I think he did that at the, the second B side show. Um, but he's like, yo, when I do Grammy family, what are you going to do with that? Now, I'm on record saying Grammy Family is the greatest freestyle <laughs> of all time. It's an incredible verse. That uh-huh. verse still just blows my mind. I love it. But but relax. Is that is that the 20? No. I don't know if the, it also leads me to believe what does Jay think his 20 records are going to be in addition to of course the bombs, but like you also got to play Jay smart. So Jay knows you have to cater to you know the streets, the the different audiences that you serve during your career. Um, is that, is that the right record to play? I mean, Jay, not uniquely, but maybe more than almost anybody else really like, yeah, he's going to have some singles if you're thinking about his, his 20 best, but there's a lot of records where you're like, no, actually I I, I don't need the singles. And so do you like, if, as long as Jay knows that we're okay. Like, here's a good example. Would Jay play? PSA. One million percent. Would he play Brooklyn's Finest? Ooh. Ooh. Would he play You Don't Know? Yes. I don't know if he would play You Don't Know. 
He would definitely play You Don't Know. You There's crazy? There's only 20 yes. records, right? You He's got playing You Don't Know. Okay, hold on. We're gonna, right, I can't believe we're going to do this. <laughs> we haven't even talked about our top 10. Hold on. Let, let's let's knock out. I'm gonna, I need to count my fingers here. <laughs> First of all, the records we know he's playing. All right. Okay. All right. Not not even a question. He's playing Dead Presidents. Maybe. Oh, maybe not. I think he plays. You don't know before he plays Dead Presidents. I'm no. thinking like from reasonable from reasonable doubt. Was it? What does he play? Is it just Ain't No? And maybe like does he even play? He doesn't need to play Ain't No. That's that's Doc. That's the point. <laughs> All right, hold on. He's gonna play uh, Big Pimpin'. Yeah, he'll do Big Pimpin'. He, I could see him doing Ninety Nine Problems. He'll. That's the problem. I don't need Ninety Nine Problems in I the verses, but I think I All think right. you're right. All right, hold up. He's gonna play Hard Knock Life. Yeah, he'll. He's do gonna hard play life. Paris. He'll do Paris. He's gonna play Takeover. Maybe. How no, no, because I think him and no him and Nas kind of agreed to like not do those. But I guess he could still do the first verse because the first verse doesn't diss anybody. <laughs> does he play? Does he do his verse on what we do? I say yes. I don't think I. If you know what, the bigger verses gets, the harder that becomes because now it's a question of who is this for? Nah, man. Because that, yes, Jay could get up there and do the twenty songs we want him to do. No, Doc. Doc, the video went viral of the girl at the 76ers game rapping the verse verbatim and do people you were calling think, it the Philadelphia National Anthem. Do you think, the, do you think Jay-Z goes online? Let's be honest. <laughs> 100%. He's yes. He's, not he's always on the internet. Viral. He's always on Twitter. Yes. He's going to play 100%. Dirt Off Your Unfortunately. He's going to probably play a DMX record. Money, money Cash Hoes? Maybe. Yeah, you got to do a little pandering. A little pandering. But he doesn't oh. have good records with DMX. He's going to play Can't Knock the Hustle. <sighs> Off of reasonable doubt, he loves that song more than he should. You, you know, bring Ma- you bring Mary out for that. That's a flex. He's not playing Grammy Family. <laughs> he's going to play, he's gonna play like at least one, if not two or three Beyonce records. He'll do Crazy in Love. He'll, oh, they're, they're doing Crazy in Love. They'll do Crazy in Love. And they're going to do Drunk in Love. Ah... Yeah, I can see that. Beyonce gets a small set. Because, I mean, bringing Beyonce out is a, it's is an a automatic dub. It's a flex. He's going to play, play Empire State, State of Mind. No. Oh. <laughs> he should bring Lil Mama out for that. That wins the round. And then if he, if he goes against Wayne, they play Swagger Like Us at the end? Yeah, they could do that. They could do that. But there's so many, so many. Yeah, because with Jay, it's like, it's really a question. Of, that's why, like, Kanye in a versus is... That's why. So uh, we haven't. So like we said before, you and I are uh, slowly working on a Kanye Drake versus, and I'm taking Drake. And like the thing is, like I feel like Kanye's 20s is, I'm gonna say it's easy, but like you can. His, it's clear. It's it seems pretty clear to me because it's clear he doesn't like his singles. Often are anthems. They don't always work out that way. But right. even if you limited yourself to singles with Kanye, that's a strong 20. Yeah. And then you yeah. got a couple I mean, album favorites. Like it, you get there pretty easy pretty easy it was similar to our death row and bad boy where death row was really clear mm. i only had maybe like four or five leftovers yeah and i didn't feel bad about the four or five that i didn't play whereas you had bad boy and it was a little little harder so you had to you know cheat and play three records <laughs> <laughs> but you're right Kanye. i mean based off of the free hoover concert kanye was just his set was just bomb after bomb 
And it was like, what do you, it was the same question. Like, I think Drake could, Drake could play records for sure. Um, but like, man, how many other, and it's only because he's Drake, but 99% of other artists, what are you going to do when Kanye plays Can't Tell Me Nothing? What are you going to do I when know. Kanye plays Gold Digger? And I hate Gold Digger, but it is what it is. So I'm looking on setlist.fm mm-hmm. for Jay. The songs yeah, that he I, plays. Yeah, I thought about you doing that. Yeah, the yeah. songs that he plays on, on tour. Now, granted, they're more, because uh, it's going to be a little bit, actually, it tends to be more biased towards older stuff because obviously there's more stuff on tour. Mm-hmm. But it also depends on how many people actually put stuff in. So this isn't perfect, but I think this is instructive as songs he would probably play. PSA. Mm-hmm. 99 Problems. Mm-hmm. Dirt Off Your Shoulder. Mm-hmm. Big Pimpin'. Mm-hmm. Hard Knock Life. Mm-hmm. Empire State of Mind. Ugh. I just want to love you. Of course. Izzo. Of course. You don't know. Which I told you. Yeah. He's doing you don't know, dog. I'm On telling you. On to the you. next one. God, no. Run this town. <sighs> Maybe. I mean, it's, 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 it's Kanye and Rihanna. Ka- you could bring Kanye, one or both Kanye of them Kanye steals that song from him. Oh, for sure. Jigga what, jigga who? Maybe. Heart of the city. Ooh. Maybe. But now we start getting into like Young Forever. No, God, no. F with me, you know I got it. But this is also old, right? What, what, set, is, what set list is this from? Uh, no, uh, this is his. This is uh, songs played total. Like I'm actually looking at his like oh, average. Okay, like, gotcha, what gotcha, songs gotcha, does he gotcha. play the most? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay, my bad. Yeah. No. You know, what, you know what's encouraging? Holy Grail is not high in this list. That's very encouraging. And then you also, you also have to look on, again, like he's branded himself with the b-sides so you have to look at those b-sides playlists he's gonna do a couple of those he's doing what we do i'm telling you i'm telling you you know what you bring beans out bring freeway out they're gonna he's gonna do click if you did if you did a like if you did kanye and and jay you'd almost have to have say we're gonna do two verses we're doing the singles we're doing the hits and we're doing the b-sides that's what i'm saying like you literally they have to at least do 30 records, if yeah. not 40. Hmm. And I think that's where the separation gets in. Like, I don't know if Wayne, Wayne has a lot of songs, but does he have 40 records for versus? I know. I know. Unless he, no, no, I take that back. I take that back. I don't want to disrespect Wayne because Wayne, he could do, he's got mixtapes sure. and verse and guest appearances alone that where he could do that. Wayne can keep up. He's not killing out of out of the four. I think he's the one that's not killing the other three. But on the right night, I think Drake has a good night. And then definitely Kanye and Jay can have a good night. I don't know if Kanye, I don't know if Wayne's good night can beat anybody other than maybe Drake. Drake is an interesting guy for verses, which we will talk about at some point when we do the, the Drake and Kanye verses. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got more hits than you can count. That's he does. But to 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 quote ourselves, but does he have the jams? Does he have nah Drake has jams. Drake has jams for sure. That's what I'm saying. I I, I don't know if I don't know if Drake has I want to know what, what the monsters feel like in a stadium for Drake. Yeah. Well you, have I, you seen Drake live? Uh no, I haven't. Mm. I haven't. I would like to. I've 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 slept like twice. <laughs> so if he if I guess the thing that sucks is like he's gonna tour CLB, but I don't really want to go see a CLB. I don't know. I've I feel like he should, but 
I'm almost like, yo, I, I keep waiting. Ka- I don't like Kanye. The, I don't like this y'all album. announcing tours. What's going on? Yeah, Kanye. We'll get to Kanye. Okay. All right. I like how we started talking about moments. We talked about verses. We didn't talk about anything else. Um, we are two <laughs> over two hours into this. Um, I think other big moments from the year, right? There's all the Drake and Kanye stuff, which do you want to just talk about that in the context of? Yeah, we can talk about that with the albums. Okay. Any other major like moments for you this year? Oh, uh, we're, man, I, like I said, I tried to do this and got overwhelmed, man. 2021 was such an eventful year. There was so much that went on because 2020 was kind of like almost like paused for a lot mm. of people. I feel like a lot of people, most people decide to, to you know, di- uh, dip a toe in the water. And so I think my list will probably encompass that, but I'm positive we're going to get feedback on our Patreon and stuff. Oh, you forgot to talk about this. And I did. We're also two hours in and Doc <laughs> and I can just talk about Kanye Drake and verses for hours and, you know hypothesize stuff so we'll, I, I think it probably just makes sense for the sake of time to just get into our lists there's and maybe one from th- that we can talk there's about there's one other thing I want to make sure we, we, we so maybe we can keep this in mind as we go through our list okay so like increasingly artists are going after not just sales but like moments mm-hmm. right absolutely absolutely I think one thing you saw this year is that not only are moments and sales not the same but it's not a straight line from moments to sales. That's facts. And so what does that mean for fans? And what does that mean for artists? And I, I, I want to keep that in mind as we kind of go through. Okay. So you have honorable mentions. I do. So one of the factors with my 10 um, was basically like, how much did I listen to this album? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm still working from home. But I'm in my car more this year than I was last year because I'm, you know, taking kids, you know, my, my seven-year-old's back in school, taking my, my, my baby daughter to daycare. Um, so I'm in the car a lot, like picking kids up and dropping them off, which is where I get a lot of my, you know, I'm doing a lot of my listening and stuff. And because things are a little more open, my wife and I are just kind of hanging out a little bit more, whatever. So a big factor played into my list was how often did I listen to this album? Mm. Um, so my two were albums that I liked. I just didn't play them a lot. Okay. Um, and so this is not in order. So I've got Sky Zoo, All the Brilliant Things. Y'all know I love Sky. Um, but I think his album just got lost in the shuffle. Um, and he's not an artist that's going to do a lot of the other things that to like keep him in the in the like the conversation he's somebody that's like i love the album here's the music let the music speak um and in 2021 2022 you know that only gets you but so far unless you already have a a good niche audience and he does but i really liked his album um but it just kind of got lost in the shuffle i I forgot about it a few times like i and then when i listened to it man i really love this album Mm. The second album that I had that I really liked, um, I was surprised how much I liked it, but it made me realize what type of artist he is. And it's Wale's Falarin 2. I thought that might be on your list somewhere. Yeah. I really, really like this album. And I realized like Wale consistently makes these types of albums um, where he has a little bit of everything. He serves different fan bases. Um but like there was a little too much like filler for me 
I think Wale could stand to be a little more focused because he's so wordy. Mm. Um, he's like me, where like I say so much in my music, um, it's better in smaller doses because it gives the listener more time to process, you know, what's being said. Um, but Caramel, More Love, More Love, Flux- oh, Fluctuate is an amazing record. I love that song so much. Um, yeah, those are my two honorable mentions. Um, and then everything else was pretty, pretty cut and dry for me. Um, so out, out, for me, outside of my, I, I came to nine. I guess you can call these honorable mentions. So first of all, we should give a plug for Black Jordans and White Sox too. Which, should we? It's over. <laughs> well, what I mean by should that is, I think, it was one, I think it was one of the best projects of the year. But it's biased if we put it on the list. But you Thank know, you, man. it's a dope, dope project, man. Yeah, I was. I want to shout out Taylor Gray's "Remember the Sabbath" mixtape. That's my guy. Um, complete bias, but he put out a mixtape earlier this year, and it was phenomenal. Um, great A tier rapping. But yeah, Black Jones. I'm super proud of that project. It's amazing. I want to thank everybody who supported it, who bought it, who paid more than what we asked for. Um, and I want to shout out the people who have DM'd me in the last 24 hours and asked me to put it back up. <laughs> Yo, I'm literally getting my dog ate my homework, like messages. It's nuts. It's crazy. But, you know, speaks to the testament of the, the you know, the brand. So, you know, it is what it is. That's not a diss because, you know, it, I don't know. It is what it is. But yeah, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that project. But let's let's continue. Um, are you talking about West Side Guns? project at all on your list of course i am okay i want to i'm going to save my thoughts till then but well i I say it here real quick which is basically like between the two different because it was basically two different projects right it was i mean side a side Side b and it's intended to be listened to as a double disc it was just released he just separated the disc in terms of their release i think if you were to pull a 1.5 out of that we might have something interesting (laughs) uh the darkest answer of them all i don't i don't disagree and i'll get to that when okay. i talk about we can talk about that when we get there then. Side B. Yeah. um i like snow allegra's album this year it's on my list okay we can talk about it there yep. and then speaking of somebody who could have been there should have been there but ultimately was it i mean certified lover boy nowhere near my list drake before this album came out the music he put out all year he was killing it Mm-hmm. What remind us what was that so music? there's scary hours too right which had what's next wants and needs lemon pepper freestyle he had uh tons of like crazy features all year long to the we talked about it on the show leading up to certified lover boy we were like wow like drake's kind of in the zone again mm-hmm. kind of making up for dark lane demo tapes mm-hmm. and then the album comes out and we're like eh, eh, mm, eh, yeah you know yeah could have would have should have yeah for sure could have, would have, should have. Very, very underwhelming. Yeah. Um, do you have any, I know the answer to this, but I just want to preface it. Do you have any uh, Lil Baby or Lil Dirk on your list? I do not. Okay. Do you? With that being said, no. But I just want to give them flowers because they both had amazing years musically. And I just don't want to overlook what they did. Their project, I forgot their project together. Voice of the Heroes. Um, yeah. And uh, just between verses and the tour and all that stuff, like they just did, they just had a great year. And I would be remiss to not at least acknowledge that, mm. um, especially Lil Baby. Like Lil Baby is, he's the guy. He's the guy right now. It is what it is. He is the guy. Um, so shout out to them. They're not on my list, but I can't, if we're going to recap the year, 
and to not acknowledge Baby and Dirk would be a disservice to them both, especially Baby. He's he's due for a, an album. Yeah, yeah. He's almost at a at a crossroads where he needs some like definitive records. Now. Yeah, for sure. He needs some. He's got definitive records in his fan base, but like now it's time to make that transition into to more. I want to say pop, but no, just, just bigger, maybe. Yeah, bigger. There we go. Yes, I agree. And who knows, right? He might just be at the stage where you know his name is big enough that he could put out same kind of music, and he'll just get enough placements on playlists. Like the numbers will be good. But he could yeah. go to because, uh, like, uh, he's not on the say Drake level, right? Could. But he could Listen, be man, we, getting there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just recognize that these, like, the youths look at some of these younger artists oh, yeah. in the way that we were looking at. You know, to hear my daughter talk about some of these some of these artists, man, like, they love them. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, they love them. They love them. It's, it's the same, you know, reverence that we had for, you know, Dipset in the early 2000s or, you know, whatever. Bad boy, Rockefeller, like all that. It's 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 the same thing. All right. Um, what's number ten on your list? Number ten is actually a, a a clock radio speakers Patreon suggestion. Ooh. Oh. Um. I think it was I know an what album. This is. It was an album that our Patreon basically like gave us noogies, put us in headlocks. <laughs> <laughs> they like really like. I don't say I say bullied, but I say it in a, in a funny way. Like they really harped on us to listen to this album, and then when we listened to it, we were like, "Yo, this is actually really good." <laughs> and it's uh, it's Vince Staples' self-titled album. Um, it, it, the, yeah, it was uh, number eight on my list. The only reason we can I don't know if you we can we can talk about I'll, I'll say my one thing and we then just we talk can about get it into here. It. It's fine. Okay, the only thing I'll say I. I like the album from top to bottom. It's a great listen. It's only 22 minutes. Um, it's really, really good. I love The Shining. The only reason why it's so low is because I just, I, I didn't go back to it. I didn't really listen to it a lot outside of like, if I intentionally said, I want to listen to the Vince Staples album. And I think that's a difference. Like some of these records, some of these albums, most of the albums um, after maybe like my number nine, had songs that stuck with me. Mm. Nothing on this Vince Staples stuck with me, but it was great music. It was really good. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, it, it was really good. It was really consistent. Um, it made me like all of a sudden be like, wow. All right. So I mean, it's unfair because you just put it out, but it's like, all right, now what Vince? Like, I want to hear more actually of this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, it surprised me. Shout out to the Patreon for reminding us to check it out because I had been kind of like, yeah, whatever on Vince Staples. But no, really solid, really good. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm with you. Okay. I don't have a 10. So what's nine on your list? My number nine. Ah, yes. Um, We talked about the Alchemist earlier and uh, what he did with Boldy James on Bo Jackson. I can't. I, I need to re-listen I, to that. I think, man, listen, the the re-listen because what I wanted to do was the re-listen actually feeds my number eight as well. But like the re-listen allows people allows me to be like it gives you a different perspective on projects. Mm. But I can't. You can't do what B Dot did and put Nas at number three 
based off of like a day's worth of listening. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like if it's a re-listen, and this is why how how often did I listen to this album makes a difference because if it was that important, I would have revisited it months ago and not just for a, a podcast list. You know what I'm saying? But I always liked this album. It was good. And I would listen to certain songs off of it, yeah. which is why I made my list. But then when I did the re-listen for the podcast, I'm like, oh, top to bottom, this is really good. Um, I thought that Boldy was somebody, of course, the Alchemist beats are phenomenal. Of course they are. But I want to talk about Boldy for a second because I thought that he was someone that like his style, in particular, his vocal tone would be something that I would only want in small doses. Mm -hmm. But he holds his own on this project. Whatever Alk does with him is similar to what he did with Freddie Gibbs, where now I can hear you. It doesn't sound like you're mumbling, whereas on some of the Griselda records, like I think maybe Wes is such a, a big presence on records. Some of the other guys look like, you know, the Mean Street Posse. You just kind of run into each other. But Boldy gets a chance to stand out on his own here. Um, and I feel like this is a huge step up from the price of tea in China. Um, yeah, so so Bo Jackson is is number one on my list. I wasn't, we haven't talked about it on the show, but I wasn't a super fan of uh was it Super Tech Mobile, the one they just put out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. The listen I listened to it once. I wasn't really crazy about it, but no, this Bo Jackson is is great. Sound was super dope. Okay. What's your what's your nine? My nine is an artist that we have definitely talked about this year on multiple occasions. And I feel like this album is is full of potential and there are some amazing moments, but it's just not there yet. But that's because he's so young and that's baby Keem with the melodic mm. blue. It's not, not on my list, but I think we're going in the same direction. Let's talk. It's not perfect. I don't even know if it's really good, but there are moments where I'm just like, wow, what is going mm -hmm. on here? And it's different. Mm -hmm. And it caught my attention in a way that not every project in, in 2021 did. Mm -hmm. um, I want to hear more from him. I want to see where he goes next. But I really came, you know, I was initially pretty harsh on Family Ties, actually. I don't know what I was thinking. I came around on Family Ties. Um, <laughs> but then there are just, you know, there are records. I mean, yeah, you know, he, there's some weird issues, right? Where it's just like, you're like, oh, wow. Like there's like, you know, there's like 16 tracks and 20 beat switches, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I didn't actually count that. But right, um, right, right. But honestly, like in this, era of where people are making two minute songs like how i mean if it's a four and a half minute record how are you going to keep their attention <laughs> right right um so yeah you know it's not perfect at times his voice is a little grating the song this album's almost like a love hate for me at, at times mm -hmm. but you know i i think 2021 was pretty top heavy for me so mm -hmm. i was able to find room at the at sort of the bottom of my list for baby king okay yeah i i think there were flashes of 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 greatness for me listening to the album. I could tell that he is an artist. Um, that he's got the 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 tools, the things that are uh, you can't teach. Yeah. You know, if, if we're talking about basketball, like sometimes you there's some certain things that a, a player just has. Keem has those things. Um, with that said, I need Keem to like live a little more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I just need him to go through. I just need him to get a little bit older and partake in a few more experiences and that is going to inform his writing and it's going to inform his artistry and i'd say maybe by his third album he's going to be out of here mm. out of here on top of working with kendrick i think that 
Once we get the Kendrick album, I think we're really going to, I think this Kendrick album is going to sound like this Keem album that I'm talking about. Yeah, I have, I have no idea what, what Kendrick is doing, where this album is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. We'll but, get there. Um, but no, I, you know, I thought it was a really interesting album. It's interesting to go back and listen to. It doesn't all work, but I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know it's kind of a lukewarm yeah. uh, endorsement for, for Baby Keem, but no, it's just, it's a weird album. He's a weird rapper and sometimes weird is good. Yeah, for sure. That's it. For sure. Um. I already talked about, we already talked about Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's next for you? My number eight, excuse me, another bracket buster. Somewhat of a bracket buster, but my bracket buster is not going to be, I'm not going to put it in my top five or top three. Top five was really easy for me. Um, and I had that pretty much figured out like months ago. Um, but this was an album. I had a friend who like, used to like really aggressively tell me to listen to this album. Mm. Um, and when I listened to it, the fact that it, it was Griselda and there's a history with West Side Gun, I thought I would like it, but I didn't. And then I went back and listened to it like around October or so, and I was blown away. That's why I'm, I'm always harping on weather, timing, mm. what's going on in your life at the time. Like revisit these albums before you listen for 30 minutes and then just decide to, you know, spout your opinion on on Twitter. But Mac Hami Pray for Haiti mm. is phenomenal. Phenomenal. I was completely thrown off. Mac is so he's a rapidy rapper, but he's really clever and he's clear. And he has like he's able to weave in like fly talk slick talk with like jewels and gems with aggressive gangster rap like he does a great job of bringing it all together and it all sounds genuine um i'm new to mac i don't know much about mac i'm i'm gonna spend the next few months like tapping into what he's doing he's already put out another project apparently with conductor and conductor did an excellent job of um uh like crafting music tailored to his to his style. Um, even Au Revoir was a Green Lantern beat. I had no idea. Mm. Um, usually when other producers make, uh, you know, Griselda type beats, it's always bad. But Au Revoir is crazy. That's the record that I would tell people to listen to first. Um, but Murder Season, uh, 26 Letter, like Criminal, like, nah, man. Like, Pray for Haiti is amazing. Is so good. So my number eight, it would have been higher had I not uh, tapped back in later in the year. Okay. Not on my list, but because every time I've listened to to Mac, I'm always just kind of like, I don't know. There's something about the voice. It, doesn't, it never really stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, yeah. it's cold outside. Yeah. Yeah. I think the weather had a lot to do with it as well. So yeah. Yeah. Run, run it. Run it. Run it back. Run it back, Turbo. Run it back. Yeah, run. <laughs> See, I know what the kids are. I'm just kidding. 